Hey. Hey. So. Uh oh. <laughs> yep. Oh, voices before the disclaimer. Yep. And we actually are recording this. We're having to record it again. Oh, the second time so, we're recording this. So strong are these weird technical difficulties we're getting. My lap. We're retiring my laptop after this episode. <laughs> we're giving it a Viking's funeral. Yep. I'm gonna push it off on a raft of its ancestors' laptops, and then I'm gonna fire a <laughs> flaming arrow. <laughs> yep. At it. Because so I'm mad at it. I, I really, I'm, mad, it, yeah. I'm mad at your laptop. Right I am now. too. Like it's a person. Because <laughs> <laughs> this episode has weird uh, pops and clicks in it for no real reason. They didn't show up in the waveform. Nope. No, I we had no idea. Know, we don't know where we don't know where they came from. So it'll be hard to listen to if you listen to it. Yeah. Sorry. I really I am sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, if you listen to it anyway, I, I mean, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Have, have fun. It's been a bad day. <laughs> yep. It's been a bad day. Hi there, listener. You're about to experience Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games and there will be plenty of game talk, but also copious amounts of crude, off-color, offensive, and immature speech. So if you are of a rather sensitive humor constitution, we're just letting you know what you're in for with this show. It has games. It has jokes. You know, just games and jokes. Take the games, take the jokes, and have a good time. Hello, Internet. Welcome to another Tadpog Podcast. We are a show. We perform twice a week. Um, I don't know. I'll flood that one up. Two old guys play old games. Uh, this week, instead of we're using what we would do on Original Flavor Wednesday for now, this other shit Monday, we are talking about Digital Trends 19th ranked Sega Genesis game, Dune. Colon, the battle for Arrakis. The battle for Arrakis. So, it's Sunday. I know we both feel rushed. I feel like yeah. this whole week has been rushed. Yeah. And not, and not I don't want to be comfortable. here at all. Like, yeah. like at all. Like, yeah. I want to be here like 0%. I right know. Now. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you feeling that vibe? It. Yeah, I feel the vibe, <laughs> and I get it. We were on our way to the riverfront, Nikki, Henry, and I. I and then I happened to look down at my phone and be like, Tyler tried to call me. That's rare. <laughs> he must be in a hospital. So... <laughs> Um, and like, well, Recording our hospital visits are probably the two times <laughs> that I would call. And then I check Messenger, and you're like, can you record at 6? And it was about quarter till 6 when I saw that. So I was like, I guess. So no, I did not mean to mess up plans or anything like that. I know you didn't. So I apologize. I know you didn't. Oh. But uh, I'm your weird host, Tyler. Yeah. And because um, I was trying to think. Intro, intro. I know we have several packages on the way. Good. So I love that. Thank you. They're not here, everyone. They're not, they're not here. <laughs> I'm looking around the room. I so don't I, see them. So I was trying to think up, what can I talk about? What can I intro? What can we do? So I pulled up on the internet, like, random conversation topic generator, and just <laughs> clicked oh, questions. Is that a real thing? Yeah. What'd you get? What'd you come up with? One, Are was, you just going to do one right now? No, I mean, I, I did it earlier. I could, I could look it up right now. No, no, no. But, but first one's like, are you a clean or a messy person? And I was like, eh, in the middle. 
but I don't think that'd be fun to talk about. Because my answer's in the middle as well. Yeah. It just depends on what it is. Like Cl- clothes? My, mm, okay. My home office? Neat. My actual work office? Messy. <laughs> <laughs> and so then that made me, I don't know what prompted me to think about like, so being younger, mm-hmm. younger, thats I've noticed that's a word that I cannot help but say with a strong country younger? twang. Younger? When I was younger. A youngling. That, yeah, that's what you just start saying instead. <laughs> when I was a youngling. <laughs> Trying to think about uh, the precious commodity when I was in high school was a place to safely fool around. Because I feel like there was that was so hard to come across. Because I remember, I mean, my parents never like went on vacations or did anything. So them going out somewhere was rare and hardly yep. ever happened and then them being at home i mean i still did stuff but it was stupid <laughs> but was this a random was this a randomly generated conversation I, it was a question topic? that made me think about it i don't know why okay. what brought it up what was the most coveted resource when you were a child <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, full around places <laughs> a place to stick my fingers in a vagina for once <laughs> without any, without any adult watching <laughs> But so I remember there was a lot of a lot of cars, yeah, which is fun to a certain extent, but also sort of sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there and there were times like people, people in the car, people driving around in the car, right? Before I could drive, right? You've told the story on the show before about Jacob Josh, driving. Right. Oh, this is a different story then, or maybe I'm mixing up my my J names. Well, I got a because I got a blowjob while Jacob was driving. You got quiet. It's <laughs> just you and me and the internet, Tyler. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's, it's our secret. Because <laughs> I think I had to this because Jacob was driving. We were going through Paducah. Like yeah. it was just stupid. I also, by the way, I have been promoting this show locally. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Because <laughs> Jacob, we were, Jake, that was, he drove a, he had a really nice Mustang in high school. We yeah. were in that in a very cramped back seat. Right. Did he always have trash in it in oh, high yeah. school always. as well? Or I've just never in I've never seen it. Yeah, always. Because Jacob lives in his car and likes to have all all manner of resources in his car. Because remember one time he, he told he me he doesn't literally live in his car. He doesn't literally. He could though. <laughs> he could. Because I remember him. He had there. He had to go to like an impromptu funeral one day yeah. when he was in town, and he was way out. Didn't have anything, and he managed to find all the resources for a nice pair of clothes in the random assortment of his car's back seat, passenger side, and trunk for almost any occasion. At one time, he did find his high school diploma uh-huh. in his car, right? And a this copy of like- Sam and Max on CD-ROM. <laughs> Probably, I think this was like two years into college, right? Oh, yeah, that was when we lived together, so my freshman year, so 2003. Okay, Okay. well, that's not too bad. You graduated in 2000. (laughs) I like that Mustang, and honestly, whenever I get in the car with Jacob now, when we're in Atlanta, I get kind of bummed out because it's not his Mustang, and Mm. there's not trash up to the ceiling. I I have so many good memories in his Mustang of like... Traveling in high school and driving around in Murray, yeah. listening to, I guess the first place I ever heard non-popular music was in Jacob's car. Yeah. What the, music was it? Do you remember? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. What was, uh, I think, what, Roots was one of the first things oh, I heard cool. in his car. Yeah. Um, MC, oh, who's the guy who used to be on Aquatine Hunger Force a lot? Uh, MC Scat Cat. MC Scat Cat. <laughs> 
MC, he's the one that does the Star Wars rap. MC Chris. MC Chris, yes. Yeah. A lot of MC Chris. A lot of nerdcore that I'd never heard before. I haven't seen enough Aqua Teen. I didn't know MC Chris was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one place that I never thought about, but I guess as long as you're 18 and not too bashful, that can work when you don't have any other place to go, is an adult bookstore that has a theater. Uh, yeah. Because then you can just like pay $7. Yeah. Or t- we get the group rate over at Fantasy World <laughs> and and do whatever. And when I was in college and well, I was... Once again, I like to say that I've been pro- promoting this locally. <laughs> so if you'd like to give a shout out to the local <laughs> the local adult bookstore that you're referencing, they might appreciate it. Oh, well, I don't remember what it was before. I can't remember what before it was. Before what it was right. now. Because you're talking about romantics now, it's right? Romantics now. Yeah, I yeah, can't remember what it was. But back then called. it was... Yeah. Adult something. Yeah. I don't want to say adult world, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was adult world. Because I remember that place. It's very generic. (laughs) It's like an aerial font. Porn hut. Right, exactly. (laughs) Because I remember going there and it... And it being, being, of course, weird and awkward and extremely uncomfortable. Sure. What? Because, I mean, because there was, like, literally no other place to go. And... We don't have hourly hotels here. Or if we if no. we do, we don't know where they are. What is that called in Japan? The Rabi Hotaru? I don't know. That, like, because space in Japan is, like, that's the premium resource. So people will pay by the hour these love hotels. Oh, right. Just, yeah, I've heard Just of those. to fool around because there's nowhere else you can go private. Well, I mean, they have those here in America. They're probably just not as <laughs> done up like they are. You could are. probably ask at any, like, Motel 6, like, just an hour. It's all I need. I've told the story of, like, in Chicago, Brandon and I accidentally going to a hotel that billed hourly, right? Oh, I th- and they had a big like rack of like the whole back wall was just condoms <laughs> in the front office. Like that's all it was. Oh. And, and, and by front office, I mean like this very like this trailer that was essentially set up in the parking lot. This was in like this was in Chicago. Like yeah. this wasn't like outside of Chicago. It was straight up like. <laughs> We're an hourly motel, and we're here so people can come here and fuck, and then have their fares, and then leave. I feel like it's a good business idea. I do too, and it probably works in Chicago better than it does in Paducah, just because like the population. I'm not talking about the integrity of the people who live in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like we have plenty of woods around Paducah. We do have a lot of woods. Are you saying we just clear out a small ten by ten square in the woods and charge people to finger blast each other in there? We'll call it the the Twilight Experience and just have just a little clearing in the woods. I like it. Welcome to our grove. Here's your glitter. One of you could be a vampire. Welcome to our Schlick Glove. Enjoy your stay. But I remember nothing had really started yet, but I made a noise, or there was a noise made, and in the theater, in the, or in, in the, the theater, what do you call it? The in the viewing booth? View, booth. Yeah, I've never been in one of those. Uh, what is it like? Um, everything's painted black, pitch black, leather furniture. You think they would choose like a cream off white <laughs> color, <laughs> something that's not going to leave any, you know, good night stains? <laughs> because the only the only light comes from the screen the tv screen okay so this isn't like there's not a live person that, no okay so there's no. just a screen so it's like in those glory hole videos that i that i sometimes watch that is 100 percent what they've it's got like. the porn going on the tv screen and was there a hole in the wall in the okay. mm, not that i recall gotcha okay it was also very dark 
Uh, you didn't feel around for a hard is, cock poking out of a wall. <laughs> what is? Because mm. <laughs> like, of course, leather furniture. Because I mean, you ha- I guess you have to have that to clean it. You don't want yeah you don't want upholstery. Was there a drain in the floor? <laughs> so whatever you, if people are down in there, just, slightly down. Yeah, and you just come in with a hose and <laughs> spray it down. Because I meant, man, the, the amount of Clorox wipes. What did it if smell they, like? If they back actually there? cared. Hmm. It was kind of hot, so like sweat and yeah. leather and plastic from all the toys and stuff that they sell because it, sm- gotcha. <laughs> it smells oddly like Toys R Us because of all the plastic. <laughs> that's probably the best. That's probably the best <laughs> description I can get. <laughs> but some kind of noise was made, and immediately lights come on. Somebody kicks in the door of the room, and. If any more noises come out of this room, that's it. You're gone. In uh, your room? Yeah, in in this in this booth. And like, I just kind of look at him, and then he just slams the door back. And, Were you being noisy? No, not not in my opinion. Yeah, but I don't know this person did not like it. The, the manager that day. Were the neighbors complaining? And then shortly, maybe <laughs> shortly after that, because it wasn't it wasn't a single room. It was a, it was a room meant for multiple people. I gotcha. So shortly after that, this guy comes in to your booth, your in, room, into the into the booth room, yeah. viewing room that looks just like uh, the black guy from Night Court. Yeah. Only he's got like a big like beer gut. So I mean, Night Court's been off the air for a while. Are you sure it might? It wasn't. It could have been him, but he came in like, and then I guess when he saw people were there, he just got this big grin on his face. It just kind of started like doo-wopping his head, like, "Oh yeah," and we immediately left. Never went back. That was it. That was it. So that's my creepy. Sometimes you just gotta find a place, but it's not a very good idea story. Have you seen that man since? Nope. <laughs> Uh, Charles Robinson, who, I, <laughs> there who I've looked up. I'm pretty sure Charles Robinson was in the room. Um, maybe he was your guardian angel. Did you ever think about that? That's true. Maybe if you had not left, that uh, something horrible would have befallen you. Um, I don't really have a good story like that because none of my girlfriends wanted to fool around when I was in high school. Um, it was always kind of like a... Um, well, okay, kind of deal. Yeah. Less so, uh, yeah, let's go to the adult bookstore. <laughs> so I missed out on that. Um, I'm Dave, your bespectacled host. I've had a very, very bad day today. I um, usually do yard work on Sundays, which I hate to, to begin with. Like, that is like doing every time I do yard work, I wish that I never bought a house. Like, that is, that is, mm. I hate it. Yeah. I fucking hate doing it. Yeah. I dread it all weekend. Sundays are the worst because it's like I save the yard work for Sunday because I don't want to fucking do it. So I put it off to the last minute. So I got that. Uh, I'm thinking about how I don't want to go to work the next day. So I got that hanging Mm -hmm. over my head the whole time. We got to record on Sundays, Mm -hmm. which generally I enjoy. But um, there Mm -hmm. are times where I'd rather be playing Pokemon at the riverfront. The the day you were (laughs) mid-trip. That's totally understandable. (laughs) So like all these things are going on and it's like, well, fuck. Let me go. So earlier today, I was like, let me just go out there and fucking mow the yard. And what makes mowing the yard even harder is um, it's been raining a lot here recently. So, like, the grass has been growing like yeah. crazy. And, like, even yesterday, if I'd wanted to mow, because I, I went outside and, like, as an excuse, I was like, yep, ground's too wet. It was too wet. Um, so I go out there earlier today 
And I noticed that the hedges out there are really bushy. They're really long, and they haven't really been – I haven't done anything with them in a year probably. It's like, well, let me take care of this first. Let me trim this hedge so that I can just mulch it with the mower mm-hmm. and then be done. And then I don't have to, like, worry about it again next week. I can just yeah. get it over with. I go out there. I get um, – I gather up the stepladder from, from inside – um, so that I can reach the hedge because mm-hmm. I'm a short, I'm a tiny man. <laughs> and I um, drag that around the house. I grab the, uh, the battery-operated hedge trimmer, drag that around the front of the house. I start trimming the hedge, and it's like three swipes in. Uh, the hedge erupts with wasps. Oh, ma- oh, fuck. Um, and like I don't even like it. It erupts. I don't know what's going on. I got stung. Uh, on my oh neck, my right under my chin, uh, and I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. I drop the hedge trimmer. <sighs> I run to the front door. It's locked. So I'm <sighs> banging on the door, like <laughs> clutching my neck uh, so that I can get in. So I can, like, because I mean, it is like my neck is burning. Yeah. Um, and all I want to do is, like, get some ice or something on it. Um, Nikki like opens the door. What seems like forever, she finally opens the door, and I burst in, and I go to the freezer and grab an ice cube. Um, the swollen—it's not swollen anymore, but it was like—I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty big. It was swollen pretty big oh, earlier, man. and you can still—you probably can't see it, but there's there's a red. There's all that's left now is a red dot. It still hurts really bad. Yeah, I bet. Um, and it's gonna suck because it's like. I think I shaved on Friday. I'm not going to be able to shave. Like, I'm going to have this gross neck growth because I'm not shaving my neck. Like, it's just not going to happen. Because, like, just touching the skin here is fucking, it's tender. I mean, it feels like, it feels like my neck was cut, you know? Oh, man. Um, So I decided that I just wasn't going to mow the yard today. (laughs) Oh, I went. Mm. I I went out to like immediately once I got that ice cube melted on my on my little neck. Um, I fucking jumped in the car. I drove to Walmart. I got the biggest fucking can of wasp spray mm. that I possibly could. Like if in if I learned anything at all today, it is that I'm gonna stop trying to be a nice person. I'm just gonna be my true Sith Lord <laughs> self because like if I could have. If I could have like sacrificed a life to just like wipe out all the wasps on the earth in that moment, I would have done it. I get it. I get it. I, get it. I would have. I would have like without even hesitating. We're like, they're like they're offering me. They're trying to proctor me the deal. They're like, well, you didn't even ask who it was. I don't fucking care. They're gone. Get rid of them. Just let's bargain this deal out, robot devil. Because <laughs> I wonder what. I mean, I know because I've heard the study like. That if mosquitoes suddenly vanished overnight, that it would not impact the world's ecosystem one bit. I've heard that too. That's hard to believe, though, right? Because like, I know there are animals that eat mosquitoes. Right, dragonflies eat them. I assume frogs. There's do. that one kind of bird that I know. Like Josh's grandfather lives in like a part of the woods that's kind of swampy, and he said whenever they go up there, it's awful because it's just so thick with mosquitoes, except for a, around his house. Because he has like several nests of these kind of birds oh, who really? eat, they eat several hundred mosquitoes a day. Damn. So the whole area around his house is just naturally clear. It's the oasis in this just this thick sea of mosquitoes. I don't know if this is true or not. Like, this is completely off the top of my head. I haven't done any research. I mean, big surprise. But um, I hear, I heard 
that dragonflies were brought here to eat mosquitoes? Like mm. I don't I've I've heard a rumor that they're not native to North America. Shrug. I'm shrugging that makes right sense. now. So I don't know. Um then they were brought, I think, to Florida to eat mosquitoes. Once again, <laughs> do not I cannot I can look this up maybe while we're talking, but that'd be probably pretty boring. Meh. Um, correct me. I believe you. Yeah. I believe everything I hear on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's like good <laughs> advice to give people, I think. Um, so yeah, I, um, oh man, it was so like, I, boy, I raged. Like I raged bad. Like I was out, um, just spraying the shit out of it. Cause I found mm. that nest and I sprayed the shit out of it. And if that fucking bottle that fucking spray can didn't say wait 24 hours for to make sure those motherfuckers are dead before you destroy the nest oh man i'd have gone in there and like kano from mortal Kombat reached plunged my hand into the hedge and i would have pulled it out and like took a bite out of it and held it up to the sky god i was so mad i don't blame you that sound when you said wasps oh I yeah did, i I fought doing the Chandler. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they fuck it. I mean, like they erupted. It was like, have you seen Star oh. Trek Beyond yet? No. Okay. Well, I didn't know it'd come out until you and Nicole were talking about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, when does that come out? Oh, it's already it's already come out. Don't okay. feel bad. I do that. I, that happens to me all the time too. Like Suicide Squad, that sneaked up on me. Yeah. Um, until I saw people talking about it on Facebook. I think Ramon had mentioned something yeah. like. He doesn't care what the reviews are like. He's going to see it. And then I saw Jacob post something about it. He's not bothered by it, so forget about it tomorrow because it's forgettable. Yeah, which, you know, seeing reviews like that, it's like seeing Jacob's comment Mm -hmm. is kind of like, well, maybe I don't want to go rush out and see this. Maybe I will wait to see it when it's on demand, which is in the same purgatory, which I placed Batman v Superman. Yeah, I mean, I can, when I read a review like that, like Jacob's commentary, where it's just not like scathing anger. Like, oh, this is such a piece of shit. Like, you have to take that with a grain of salt. But a calm, like, uh, it's very, very forgettable. Okay, that carries more weight to me. So, Well, it yeah, I mean, because it's very much like, and Jacob will probably appreciate this, because we were talking about this on the Super Mario World episode that we did. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think it wound up on a cutting room floor. Uh, We were talking about Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Yeah. Where he says, uh, what does he say, medium talent or mediocre talent or yeah, something like, like that? Me, yeah. Where it's not like, you know, it's just like that. If you is say like, he's a hack, right, then you exactly. know he's lying. Right, right. So, like, just like, just that, like, very middle of the road, but like deep cut kind of thing. When I read, so when I read Jacob's Facebook comment about Suicide Squad, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, ooh, man, that movie sounds bad. Just for those two sentences. Yeah. So, Jacob, what I'm saying is you should be a, Twitter movie critic. <laughs> Supposedly the soundtrack's amazing. Really? So it's like number one on the Billboard charts right wow. now. Wow. Do you know who's in it? I don't even know anything about uh, it. There are some Kanye tracks on it. Okay. There are a lot of like modern popular music yeah. on it. So I've heard like it's just good. I never really even liked Suicide, the Suicide Squad comics. Yeah. So even when I first saw the trailers for this movie, it was kind of... I don't know. It, I wasn't excited about it. Yeah. And then I saw the costume designs, and I was like, Ugh, I'm really not excited about it. Except for, I've mentioned this to you, like, for the first time ever, Harley Quinn actually does something for me. Yeah. Like, 
and I think it's because it's they've mixed in like the perfect amount of white trash mm-hmm. um, to where it's like, oh, okay, well now I can now now oh, I get okay. it now I get why people like her. I guess <laughs> she's not dressed up like a clown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that always threw me off because it's like I don't know why. There's nothing sexy about a clown. There's mm-hmm. nothing fucking sexy about a clown. I don't care how you dress it up. There's nothing <laughs> sexy about a clown to me. I, I was trying to think of an example. Like, well, what about this? No, no, I have no example. I have no possible devil's advocate counter argument. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure there's. I mean, there are people out there who probably have a clown fetish. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just that does not work for me, like mm-hmm. on any fucking level at all. Like, never am I gonna go home and be like. Honey, can you cosplay Patch Adams for me? That really, you know, would really get me going. Did you watch? Did you watch a lot of Bozo when you were younger? I did watch some younger, Bozo when you were a youngling. When I was a youngling, I was a wormling. I had to. I remember it came on before something else, so I had to. I ended up watching. God, I hated every minute of it. I thought Bozo was creepy, and I thought it was a creepy, boring show. Because like the pinnacle of the moment of the show was throwing ping pong game. balls into a bucket. What was it? What was the name of that game? Do you know? No, just I know what you're talking about. Try to throw the ping pong the furthest bucket you can get. Yeah, you get. I don't remember what the prize was. I don't know if he's fucking with me or not, but Brandon of Axelay fame has told me before that his mom was on Bo- an episode of Bozo the Clown, and. Mm. Um, she like well, how's the bucket game work? They ask a question to the kid, right? And if the kid gets the question right, they get to throw a ball. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, they get to then take it, you know, try to do throw it in the farthest bucket they can manage to get cash, maybe. Yeah, I don't uh, J- uh, JVC boombox. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't remember. That's Bozo. It's probably like a bag of peanuts. It a probably bigger, was increasingly like a, bigger bag of peanuts. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you get to take home the bucket <laughs> and the ping pong ball. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true or not, but God, I hope it's true. I do too. Like, and I hope it was like, I hope it was Brandon's mom, like in her twenties, <laughs> <laughs> not even as a child. Cause just, uh, last night, my parents and Brandon's parents got back from Cancun because they went there together this last weekend. Why couldn't they have gone to Cancun while you were in high school trying to, <sighs> I know, trying to get busy kind of. with it. No, 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 no. I hear that's on the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Will uh, Smith performs it. Oh my god! That's what I don't know. As that's as Deadshot, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a Deadshot mix. Are so, you ready to talk about this game? Sure. You changed your posture, so I assume. Uh, I was just I'm, I was sitting on one butt cheek and started to go numb, so I had to swap to the two butt cheeks. Sit down. How do you sit? Do you ever fold a leg underneath the other leg? Yep. Is that I hear that? Is that bad Frequently. for you? I feel like that's probably everything's not good bad for you. For you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as bad as wasps. I can tell you that much. <laughs> if I had to choose between sitting on my leg or a bag full of wasps each day, I'd probably choose my leg. Oh man, that sounds so bad. Oh, and then I lost my keys. That happened today too, um, and I lost them because I, you know, like um, I don't know what. I don't know what it's from, but you've seen Kill Bill, I know. Mm-hmm. And there's a part in Kill Bill where it like it goes like everything like zooms out and you get this like like I had that moment where it was like I had the, I had the fucking cut zoom into your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it's totally like I pulled down the half of the mask and revealed the uh, <laughs> I can't even remember the name of uh, Kakashi's. Uh, 
Oh, to Sharangan? Sharangan, thank you very much. Like, it was very much that moment. It was like, when I was spraying that can, nothing, nothing mattered. Nothing else mattered in the world. Like, it was just this, like, pure, just like, every bit of my essence. I was like, Tella casting Medio. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I was going to, like, crash and burn. Dave, you only have 90 MP. I, I know. I was just going to die on the front lawn just <laughs> blasting this fucking hornet's nest with this can of foaming death. Uh, so in that process, I lost my keys because, like, I don't even remember, like, I don't even remember getting home. Like, I mean, it was very much just this, like, dude, it was, like, it was rage. Like, it was, like, Josh Nance rubbed my head when oh, I was pissed off. I haven't like, seen that level of rage since. Like, if I could, honestly, if I didn't have the can, I probably would have started fist fighting the wasps. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have just started punching the hedge uh, with out of fucking, like, even, like, at that oh, moment, man. I, like, and then, like, my neighbors, like, my neighbor, I'm sure, is, like, afraid of me now. <laughs> Because, like, I, like, I mean, it was just like, I will kill you to kill these wasps. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a spectacle. I'm surprised that the police weren't called. I'm I'm sorry that, man, that's a, that's a bad day. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm sorry my erratic schedule Thank made it worse when no. you just wanted to play Pokemon. <laughs> it's all I wanted to do today. It's fine. It's okay. It's what I'll probably do later, too. <laughs> it's all right. Well, I can't because Henry will be asleep. So this was like the my yep, this is my uh, window. But this works out because what happens is we get done here, and I can go home and I can tuck him in. So like okay. that's that's fine. Um, that's that, and I told Nikki that I was like that's more worth it to me than you know walking around the river for a couple hours. Yeah. Well, we can talk about Dune. We can go ahead and knock that knock that out. All right. I I feel like that was a pretty good. It's a pretty good That's intro. Very good. It was, it was very good. I feel like we've met our intro quota for yep. the, for the day. Dune. Mm-hmm. It's a game. Mm-hmm. I can read something from Wikipedia if you'd like. If you'd prefer, um, we can just we can pause for two hours and watch me on Twitch as I play it. That's a thing that I did earlier today. I'm she's been that much time on it. Um, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of fun. So I didn't have a problem doing I it. I really feel like, all right, so Dune, the Battle for Arrakis, is a very early, I think it's the second after Herzog's Y, uh, real-time strategy game. Yeah, it's like the current incar- incarnation of real-time It does, strategy it has, game. like this, I, I can see where it took what Herzog's Y did and then built on it, and from this is StarCraft, Warcraft, yeah. things like that. So this is the this is the middle ancestor of modern-day real-time strategies. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I also think that this is relevant to what you just said. Um, as I was playing this game, I did enjoy it, but what it made me really want to do is play Warcraft, specifically mm-hmm. Warcraft 2, because like that was... To me, that's the perfect real-time strategy game. Yeah. Um, and I know for a lot of people, it's StarCraft. I think it depends on when you first played a real-time strategy game. Because like yeah. Warcraft 2 was kind of my entry into that mm-hmm. genre. And I know there's a lot of people who uh, came in later and played StarCraft. And then like people came in even later that StarCraft 2. Um, but for me, it's always going to be Warcraft 2. And like when I play an RTS game, that's what I want to play yeah like I, I i miss it you know everything's compared to that. yeah exactly 
Yeah. It's the ex-girlfriend that you miss that you're never going to really get back again. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but this, man, I don't dislike real-time strategy games. They're not my favorite, but I don't dislike them. But man, it is a hard genre to go back to. It's very difficult in a retro perspective, a retrospective way, to go back and play. Because they don't, I don't, modern ones are smooth and fast, well fine-tuned. You go back to this, and man, it is hard to go back to this level and to double down it being on a console. That, yeah, that is tough. My biggest complaint with this game, and I know we haven't even done like a Dave Reads on Wikipedia yet or anything, but my favorite or my least favorite thing about this game, like this game would have been infinitely better if I could select more than one unit at a time. Yeah. Like that is that is the big like choke point. Like this is the it's the bottleneck of the game. Yeah. Because actually, I think like from what I've read, this is one of the first real time strategy games to utilize resource gathering. Because I guess I don't know anything about Dune, mm-hmm. so you. Can I would my- have been attracted to it because. Oh, I love the book. Okay. I would have been then disappointed. Oh, really? It, because this, like, it just uses some of the names and some of the concepts from the book. I got but you. But it has nothing to do with the book whatsoever. I got you. Okay. Um, well, that's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. And also makes me feel a little bit better because I seriously, I haven't read the book. I haven't watched the movie. I know nothing about Dune. Yeah. But this game I thought was pretty fun. Um, and and I like and I like RTS games that do have a resource management aspect to it. Uh, Herzog's Vi didn't really have that. Yeah. Um, and Herzog's Vi also had the the weird like you control the transformer uh, yeah. to fight things. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that. I mean, it's a cool concept, but given the choice between that having a quote unquote hero character that you control directly mm-hmm. versus just selecting and controlling units i'd rather just go with the units that's more interesting to me um i feel like there's more strategy involved going that route and less um skill-based button presses yeah um would you like would you like me to read from wikipedia if you would like yeah yeah let's do it just for consistency's (laughs) sake although i feel like we've touched on a lot of these things already uh okay guys this is gonna sound weird but dune 2 Colon, the building of a dynasty. Well, that's a PC game, right? Or a DOS game? Yes. Titled Dune 2, colon, Battle for Arrakis in Europe, and Dune, colon, the Battle for Arrakis for the Mega Drive slash Genesis mm-hmm. port, respectively, is a real-time strategy Dune video game developed by Westwood Studios and released by Virgin Interactive in December 1992. Uh, it is based upon David Lynch's 1984 movie Dune, an adaptation. Oh, that makes a little more sense. What, the okay. David Lynch part? Yeah. Yeah. Or that, that it's based off the movie as opposed to the book. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, which his movie is an adaptation of uh, Frank Herbert's science fiction novel of the same name. Uh, while not necessarily the first real-time strategy video game, Dune 2 established the format that would be followed for years to come. Um, as such, it is the uh, archetypical uh, real-time strategy game, uh, striking a balance between complexity and innovation. It was a huge success and laid the foundation for Command & Conquer, mm-hmm. Warcraft, Starcraft, and many other RTS games that followed. And I can totally see that. 
Yeah. I mean, 100%. I can see that. Like this, when I was playing it, it was... Um, I haven't played a lot of Command & Conquer because I preferred the Warcraft series because I like mm-hmm. orcs and elves more than I like uh, rocket launchers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But I could, but I have played enough of Command and Conquer to like see. Oh, okay. This this reminds me of of that game. Yeah. Because because I played it. Because what you because the theme of the game is that there is a space emperor that wants all the spice. Or okay. The melange. Okay. Is its proper name? It's called the spice. Really. And it only, to my knowledge, it only exists on Arrakis. Okay. And it's produced by the giant, super dangerous sandworms that inhabit Arrakis. Gotcha. So he puts out like a bounty who he will pay, pe- you know, people for the spice and whoever brings back the most gets control of Arrakis and his, well, like his for, you know, his kindness and what whatnot. So three houses go out. Uh, house, they all, I've heard it pronounced so many different ways. I okay. say a treaties. Okay. Atre- I have a saying because they they list Atreides. Them in the game. I've heard it like that too. I have a saying Atreides. Atreides. I don't know. Yeah. What's the What's the origin of the name? Like what's What's the language origin <laughs> of the name? That's how we can figure. It. Is it Japanese? Then it probably yeah. is it. I don't know. Atreides. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the the good house. Oh, that I is, could tell. Yeah, that's the hero house. That is where Paul Atreides Atreides comes from, and then he becomes Maudib, who is the the hero of the day. Okay. Because he also, the story of Dune for him is sort of like, I think the Ocarina of Time sort of lifted this from Dune because they say the Gerudo are a tribe of women. Uh-huh. And then, but once a, a man is born into their order, then that man is going to be the one of prophecy, blah, blah. Like Ganon is the first male Gerudo born, so he fulfills the prophecy of Drive Force of Power and all that. So what's the connection to Dune? So in Dune there is the the order of women that are I don't want to say magical, I don't want to say witches, but a powerful line of Gypsies. A women only organization. <laughs> um that are mystics, let's put it like that. Okay. And then their prophecy is that and they have like there's the a test you can do to see if somebody is one of them. And this is from House Atreides or or Atreides or this is just some this, this is, is not affiliated with the House. This group of women. There, I think, because Paul's mother is in this order. Okay. So the House is sort of part of it, but it's like this overarching due to family ties thing. kind of thing, right? Okay. And there's like I read this book in 2006, All so right. I'm trying to remember. So I know there's like a test, like this cube where people put their hand in if they can endure it, then they're one of the people who can be in this order. They have the ability, the Mystic Order. Yeah. Okay. And but no man has ever done it. Okay. So, that sounds like some Wheel of Time shit. It, it is. Okay. It was also, I feel like Robert Jordan lifted Aes Sedai and then Rand and all that from from Dune as well. I felt really smart when I said that, but then I realized that you had actually mentioned that on a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, that's probably where I got it from. I just took that little nugget of information and stored it away like it was my own. So, so Dune the book and Dune the video game, I guess, were it was prolific in what it started, what people would borrow from. But then oh, sure, yeah. they, they give... Paul the test he passes so he is the person of prophecy who is supposed to raise his house and conquer Arrakis and do all these great things and he changes his name to Maudib and then he has to go out into Arrakis and raise like R A I S E his house like raise the status of yeah, his house right. okay I got gotcha. you 
I didn't yeah. know because I raise like destroy. Yeah. Right. I've heard Maudib is I'm saying it right. M A U D apostrophe D I B. Okay. I've heard that before and not knowing that it was from Dune or anything like that. That name sounds like a name of a villain. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> like it really, because it like almost sounds like Abyssal almost. Yeah. Like it's the demon Maudib. Maudib. Right. And like then he has to go, another thing for Wheel of Time, he has to go in and sort of make an alliance and be accepted by the the desert people, the natural inhabitants of Arrakis, who are in this incredibly strong, tough, reserved group of people. They're the only ones that know how to grow the spice and harvest the spice. They're not a house. They're just the, they're just the native the, people? Yeah, basically the wildlings. Okay, I got you. So then he has to go and figure out how to be accepted into them, and then they then they're the ones that sort of acknowledge him as the prophet, and he then eats the spice, and it changes you, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the book, and I know because the, the rival house is House Harkonnen, also out for the spice. And in the movie, House Harkonnen is, like, disgusting and gross and evil, and they're the, they're the evil faction in this game. So that's what Sting is in House Harkonnen. He's the uh, the black and white assassin in, in the you, movie and the book. Did you say Sting? Sting. Sting, like... Sting the... The lead of the police? Yep. <laughs> yep. No, really? Really? No, it's re- okay, it's really... Uh, it's yep. really him. It's it, really Sting. What's what's his character's name? Uh, I can't remember. I remember he's like an assassin who dresses in black and white. Okay. And like one of his hands... He's a, a, a poisoner. And I think one of his hands is... all. You never know. Like one of his hands is clean and one of his hands is poisoned. And he's I gotcha. a specialized assassin for House Harkonnen. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, and they're so in the book. Are they like you said in the movie? They're like disgusting, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that from the book. Yeah, but like when you see them in the movie, they look like the the people. Okay, and uh, imagine the people from Wally, the fat people yeah, in yeah, the chairs. On the they look like that. Only they have herpes and sores and all over their body, and they're disgusting and eat disgusting things and that's house harkening in the in the in the movie okay in the game um you when you're in the beginning you, you have to choose which house mm-hmm. you're you're going to be and um the harkonnen guy looks like gargamel yeah from the smurfs he's a bald gargamel so like that's how i knew like it's very interesting because it, like i knew immediately in the video game who the good guys were, mm-hmm. who the bad guys were, and who the neutral guys yeah, were. Yeah, Ordos is the the other, basically the neutral house. I don't remember reading anything about them. Oh, I really? Think, I think they're just, if they did, it was a minor note I that gotcha. the game used, but they're... They're Hufflepuff? To, to my knowledge. Essentially yeah. is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, they're just like basically... Di- you know, add another dimension to the, the game. Okay. I remember them being in the book. I So, man... That bummed me out, kind of like immediately, where it's like, oh, this is like in the game. Oh, this is very cut and dry. These are good people and these are bad people. Mm-hmm. So I just went with I went with the uh, Harkonnen um, or Harkonnen. Yeah, I like saying Harkonnen because, it, like, if I say it right, it sounds like a Street Fighter move. <laughs> Harkonnen. Harkonnen. So I I went with them. And also, they have a really cool symbol of like this de- demonic-looking ram, mm-hmm. and um, the other the other um, house, um, Atreides, Atreides. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like um, kind of looked like a blonde male model. Yeah, it looks yeah. like your standard. It looks like Arthas, sort of. Yeah, kind of like a, a paladin. Young, yeah. yeah, 
which I just wasn't feeling. I wasn't feeling that this morning. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm house harkening today. Yeah, very much so. This was before the wasp sting. <laughs> sting again. I know, stung. <laughs> is that what is that what his tombstone's gonna read? What he's when he's dead. When he's dead, stung. He, he's stung. <laughs> All right, so. Do we need to know anything else about the movie um, or the book? I mean, because uh, I mean, I know that the two houses are at war, so I, this is building on that war aspect. But I don't remember it being like a big focus, like that. They're all these big generals. I think it means discussed. They're not like destroying or making new fiction, but it was not the focus of the book. But it takes the military side that I don't remember being explored very well, and then turns into a game. Okay, so okay. Well, that's that's. I feel like that's all we need to know, yeah. then, right? I mean, I, and I that actually makes me feel a little bit better because I feel like I'm not really missing out. I mean, I feel like I'm missing out on the story of Dune, but I don't feel like I need to know that story in yeah, order you don't. to in order you definitely to play the game. Don't. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you can really draw knowledge from is like, oh, sandworms. Okay, yeah, not these things. Boy, I hated those. That's things. the wild card in this game. That's like, well, it should be a little bit more like the book. Let's throw in sandworms. I hated the sandworms. Destroy your units. Yeah, and they will, and they'll totally like do it to the point where it doesn't feel like it's random. Because like, what would happen to me is a sandworm would roll up, eat one of my spice um, gatherers, mm-hmm. um, and then immediately eat the escort. And then immediately after that, the uh, huge swarm of enemies would come and attack my base. So it's like, this seems like maybe it's not random. (laughs) (laughs) Because at least in the book, I know that avoiding the the sandworms is the the issue. Okay, that's cool. Because the planet's naturally windy and things like that. So the worms are attracted to rhythmic vibrations. So like the sand people, I forget what they're actually called, have Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> I've seen their technology in Star Star Wars. They're very powerful, and so they've learned to walk arrhythmically. So that is like normal people when they're walking. You know, right? Left foot, right foot. You walk Pitter in rhythm. Patter. Sandworms are like, oh, that's not normal. Romp. Gotcha. So, so Kevin Bacon taught them how to do that. To walk right, oh, like it's like foot the graboids. No, 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 tremors, my friend. <laughs> Kevin Bacon could be in this in so many ways. That is true, yeah, because you foot loose. You're right. I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. Every every female listening to this podcast, all three of them are very upset with both of us right now. That seems like, at least in my age range, um, that seems to be a movie that all women have seen. They even remade it like a few years ago. Did they really? Mm-hmm. I guess what? Guess who didn't see that either? Remember, <laughs> <laughs> because I think last week you had asked me like, "How do these sandworms compare with Beetlejuice sandworms?" So then I happened to be on Reddit and see a scale model of how big terrestrial worms are in comparison to each other. I love that you sent that to me <laughs> um, because it was. Let me pull it up. The graboids were on there mm-hmm. from Trimmers, and they were kind of on the small end. Mm-hmm. And then the sandworms from Beetlejuice were on there, and I'm pretty sure that their measurement was just a bunch of question marks. Does that sound their right? Their measurement, or what they're actually called. They, I didn't know if they had an official name, just the worms. If maybe they're thinking, maybe just question marks, they don't have a scientific name. 
Um, yeah, they are just question marks instead of like naming them. Yeah, they just what do they they call them sandworms in the I think in the so. movie? Yeah, don't just they? sandworms. Well, I know they do in the cartoon. Maybe they don't call them anything in the movie, and that's why it's question marks. Um, and then there is the shy halud, which is the worm from Dune. Yeah, that's that's what they. I don't remember that, but yeah, I guess that's what they call it, the sandworms. On oh, the very very end, like the very tiny end is the Sarlacc from mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Uh, he's the tiniest sandworm. Um, the Shy Halud is, he's enormous. Yeah. Very big. Double the size, I'd say, of mm-hmm. the sandworm from Beetlejuice. Yeah. How do you think, out of all these four sandworms, which one do you think Gogo lives inside? Uh, the Beetlejuice one. The Beetlejuice one. <laughs> I think that's probably good because it makes sense. Have we talked? We've talked about Gogo being Adlai Stevenson on the show mm, yep. a long time ago. Long time ago. Something dawned on me the other day when I was listening to a Final Fantasy XIV podcast. They were talking about Gilgamesh and mm-hmm. how it's like Final Fantasy canon that every iteration of Gilgamesh in a Final Fantasy game is the same Gilgamesh and that he is a dimensional hopper. And then I was mm. thinking about Gilgamesh and how, like, how he's in how he's not in six. And then I'm like, is Gogo Gilgamesh I've with heard amnesia? That's the popular theory. Is it? Mm-hmm. All right. Because when you fight him and kill him in five, he says he's going to leave and go to another place. And then, and in five, he looks exactly the same as Gogo. His ability is mimic. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's it then. So Mr. not Adelaide, Sta- Adelaide not Stevenson. Adelaide Stevenson or Daryl. Unless they're both <laughs> Gilgamesh. They could be. But yeah, this game, yeah, I, I couldn't play it for very long because it just, one, yeah, one unit at a time, the sandworms, the moving against the fog of war, just playing on a console just, man, it sucks. Really sucks. I, all I wanted was a click and drag to select yeah. multiple units. That Really, that's all I wanted. Um, I, I will say that I feel like they did a pretty good job mm-hmm. for, I mean... It does suck playing it on a console, but like it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't horrible. There are two things that I really desperately wanted that I knew you could, that I'd be able to do in Warcraft 2. I don't know if you could do it in the Dune 2 for the PC or whatever, but that is mo- selecting multiple units at the same time because it is tedious. Like when you have six units that you want to send to one location, you either have to select them all individually. Um, and then click on the target or there's this weird daisy chain that sometimes doesn't work for me Mm. where you click on a unit, click on another friendly unit so that he follows that unit and then do that for all of them. So it like, it takes like, I mean, when the shit's hitting the fan and it's like, you really got to get units to fucking move. It's stressful because it's like, give me a second while I spend yeah, give, give me, me twenty computer's seconds. Computer's not doing that, right? So. Yeah, exactly. The computer's just making decisions, sending units left and right. Uh, meanwhile, I'm like moving left click, <laughs> moving right click. No, hold on, not give me a far. second. Okay. Uh, the other thing is uh, that I desperately wanted was to be able to move to a location on the mini map because mm-hmm. there is a mini map, and in like PC RTS games like Warcraft Two. You can um, click on the mini map and the camera will automatically pan to that location. Yeah. But in this game, you have to, because it's, I guess, because it's on a console, 
uh, and you're using the controller, you have to like hold left or down for however long it takes the camera to scroll down there. Um, I do think they could have fixed that. Like yeah. if you hit the select button, maybe you're able to move yeah, the uh, scroller around on the mini map, but that's not an option. So I can see where this is a important game and still a good game. Just man, if you didn't play it in its time, really hard to go back to and enjoy when you've played and enjoyed modern day real time strategies. But I yeah. see this like Herzog's Vi. I'll try to say it right. Officially pajamas. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I see its relevance. Uh, yeah, I do too. I would have liked this as a kid. Like if I had this when it came out, I would have liked it. I'm sure. Um, especially like in a pre Warcraft world, like this would have been like, all right, this probably would have gotten me to read the book, which I thought about reading in middle school, but mm -hmm. never did that. And what's Shogun, I think, uh, is another book that I never read. Another huge book that like all of my friends were like, you have to read this. Mm -hmm. and I, I never did. Um, cause I had to read Jurassic Park 14 <laughs> times. Um, some other things about the game. I do think that it's really cool that um, all of the buildings are really important. I felt I didn't feel like there were extraneous buildings. Yeah. Um, like there's an outpost, and when you build an outpost, not only is it a bridge to building barracks so you can get troops, but it reveals the the map for you. Like the map is just completely dark until you build an outpost, and an outpost has a satellite dish on it, and it gives you vision. I think that's really neat. Um, some other things like that. Um, the oil refineries you have, or not oil refineries, the spice refineries mm -hmm. you have to build. I'm not used to spice as a resource. I'm used to it as like a, as like a measure of wealth kind of thing. But the spice in this game does 100% correlate to wealth because that's that's how you get credit. Harvest it, and then the emperor gives you buys it from you immediately and gives you credits. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's cool, I guess. It could have just as easily been anything, though, I feel like. It could have been gold or, or whatever. Um, so that's another thing where it feels like maybe the universe, the Dune universe wasn't super important to this game. Yeah, I think it was just attached to something. To, it's, this is a very new concept. Attach it to something so we can move it. Yeah. So um, The terrain I thought was really cool mm -hmm. um, because there are certain, like there are dunes in the game that uh, can only be traversed by foot. So like only troopers can go over that. Vehicles cannot. Um there are you can only build on rock. You can't build on sand. Uh, you can't build on dunes. Um, so all of this stuff I thought was really really cool. Like like the building aspect of it I think is really neat um, and well designed. I really love that. I don't feel like any of it was wasted. Um, that's really cool. And I um, I just wish that the if the controls had been better, yep, I, I would have made the difference for me. Um, controls are a big deal for me. So this, it was, I was already like, as soon as I turned it on, uh, yeah. move, click, move, click. So it was just immediately turned me off. Then I can't say that's just because I've played a better, more, a better, well-refined system yeah. my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So. Uh, there's some other things that I think this game actually does better than some RTS games that I've played, um, specifically Blizzard ones. Um, if a, Okay, so if an enemy is attacking one of your structures, 
and damages it to a certain point, that structure ceases to function at full capacity, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome because in most RTS games that I've played, it's very binary. Like on or off, on or off, destroyed or built. The structure works as long as it is not destroyed. So I think that's a really cool concept that in Dune, there's this this gradient curve almost where it's like, well, if this building is in the yellow. Um, these things cease to function. Like, for example, the outpost. If the outpost is in the yellow, I noticed, you lose vision. You can still build a barracks and all that, but until you fix, until you repair that structure, until you repair Mm. the outpost, you're not going to have vision. Uh, And I think vision is super important because that's how you can see where the enemy is coming from. Like, And once you see where they're coming from, you can kind of build up your military force and then send them that way. Um, tediously. Tediously send them that way. Yeah, tedious is a good good description for the game. The music I thought was okay. I, I love the music. Yeah. I did. I, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the uh, Shadowrun music from the, oh, from the SNES version of Shadowrun, okay. at least. Because I haven't played the Genesis version yet. Uh, but that's what it reminded me of. And I, I meant to look and see if anyone had redone the music. Because, like, that would be cool to add to, like, a Shadowrun playlist. Yeah. I can see that. It's Genesis. So, I mean, the sound's not that great. Right. But I think, like, I feel like they played on that Genesis sound. Uh, and made it as best as they possibly yeah. It could. has a surprising amount of voice acting in it. I know. I know. And I, I loved that because, like, it, I was amazed by how much, um, like, uh, feedback you get from, like, when you give a unit orders. And Moving out. Yeah. yeah. I, and I love that because it's really cool. It's like, I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, but, like, getting feedback is super important in video games because it's like you never know if you're doing something right or wrong unless you have some kind of some kind of confirmation mm-hmm. that's why like in fighting games when you're punching a guy he needs to react to that punch because it's like you need more than just his health bar depleting yeah. you need some kind of indicator that yes you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. and i feel like dune supplies that uh, better than herzog's vi did yeah uh, given the choice between the two games uh, I'm choosing Dune 100% of the time. I agree with you. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, oh, this game has a tutorial. I don't know if you watched it. Um, I think it is a really well done tutorial. And it is like, it is so nice that they included it as a guy who played this game not having the instruction manual. Yeah. Because Herzog's Vi, and it's difficult for me to not compare it to the other RTS that we've already done mm-hmm. because they're, you know, they're the same genre and they're on the same list and for the same console. Herzog's Vi was so difficult to figure out what, what to do yeah. and how to play the game. Like that, I think, is the biggest con to Herzog's Vi is just figuring out how to fucking play it. Dune, I did not have that problem. I watched the 20, uh, I'm sorry, probably like 15-minute tutorial, and I was good to go. I knew what to do. Uh, They covered all the basics on like, build this structure to do this. You got to build a concrete slab before you can build a structure. This is what they all do. Here's all the different units. Here's what they do. Here's the different terrain. 
Um, and here's how you have, there's how you command units. All right, we're done. Have fun. Play the game. Yeah, because I imagine this is still a new, this is a new thing. So they were like, okay, we're really going to have to break this down for people if they want to enjoy it. I, lo- I love so. that they did that. And they didn't have to do that because this was from the era where I think we were expected to read uh, oh, the instruction yeah. manual. Yeah. So I, I think that's really cool. And maybe they did it because it was a port of a PC game. They're, I'm willing to mm. bet you there's a tutorial in the PC game. Okay. And it's kind of one of those things where they were like, well, yeah, that's a good idea. We should tell people how to play this yeah. game. Hmm. Do you have any achievements for the game? Um, I, yeah, sure. Um, my first achievement is, um, now that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> uh, and in order to unlock, unlock, now that's a spicy meatball. Uh, you have to, um, collect, um, enough spice. Okay. You have to collect, <laughs> you have to collect enough spice so that you can impress, the Vatican, I guess. Sure, space Vatican. <laughs> it's the space Vatican. <laughs> you have to collect, you have to play this game a number of hours to where um, you're absolved of all your sins, <laughs> and they let you into space heaven. Uh, the only other achievement I have is uh, called Hadouken, <laughs> and that is to beat the game um, as uh, team. Uh, Hadouken. <laughs> Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Uh, my first one is, you didn't even need Sting, and that is beat the game as House Harkonnen, House Harkonnen. Gotcha. And then the other one Hadouken, is, I think you mean. walk without pattern, and that is to complete a mission without losing a unit to a sandworm. That, all right. I did that in like the first mission before they introduced the sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I got some questions for you, my friend. Please. The first of which is if you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would have to give it a sort of sunburned, wind-burned, sand-sticking-to-your-face beard of Lawrence of Arabia. To where a lot of people say it's good, but I know it's really, really long. I haven't seen it. Neither have I. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, is there a video game based on it? It, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> I haven't seen Dude. I didn't watch it for this episode. It would be a bad one to do someday. All right. To do for Patreon eventually. Um, someone has recommended that we definitely do uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> oh, man. Because I've seen that one. Oh, man. It's, oh, oh. Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have another question for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses... That sums up how you feel about it. How would you review this game in glasses? I would have to give this the the goggles of the very complicated survival suits that the sand people on Arrakis wear. Okay. Because the Tuscan Raider gear. Yeah. So they wear like these skin tight suits that reuse all of their sweat, urine, feces, everything's recycled. Into their suit because they're so they're, they're so little resources. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's complicated and it works. But there you go. I like it, Tyler. Yes, I've got another question for you. I know you've been waiting for mm-hmm. it. I'd like to know how much this game is on Amazon. If you were to buy it right now, how much do you think you would pay for it used on Amazon? I'd never heard of this game before this list. Nor had I. That's a good thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess I would say $18. Tyler, actual retail value of Dune, colon, Battle for Arrakis, for the Sega Genesis, used at the time of this recording, is $28.01. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, that's, that's one you, were, more costly you were ones. just about within $10 range. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, definitely one of the more costly ones. I've got another achievement. I've got, okay. a, I've got a late achievement. Uh, I thought of this because of the Tusken Raider gear that the native people of the planet Arrakis wear. Mm-hmm. This achievement is called, Tyler, I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> it's coarse and rough and irritating. And, and it, it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> uh, which is an achievement that you unlock uh, when you just give up in the game. You just give up. Like, just like Hayden Christensen uh, and anyone, everybody in Star Wars Episodes 1 through 3 just gave up. Yeah. (laughs) You just give up. Or you just phone it in. That's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Or you tell yourself, well, I'm sure this will be fine. I'm sure this will be fine. This will be a thing people talk about for generations to come. No, 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 no. No, 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 (laughs) no. No, 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 no. Uh, there's an alternate way you can unlock I'll do, I, Hidden Kane Christensen, will do so many movies after this is done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another way to unlock that achievement is to play this game with Natalie Portman. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, I know we're about at okay time. We're at okay time? I think time. we're both ready to bury the day. I know I am. <laughs> so, I know I am. We can put this on me. Um, <laughs> I am ready to GTFO. I get it, so... Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. So don't miss the next episode. I don't remember what we talked about, or if we have. We talked about doing uh, To the Moon. Oh, okay. Then yeah, let's do that then. All right, cool. We'll be doing the Steam PC game. Steam PC? The Steam game, To the Moon. Had we been thinking, we we should have done To the Moon today on Other Ship Monday mm. and done Dune on, yep. on, you know, a regular original flavor Wednesday. But you know what? Neither of us was thinking. We took last week off, so I know on the it's list, throwing things so, out of whack. Yep. Plus, when I want to get Dune out of the way, it's time to get because it's like I felt like I put Dune off for too long. Yeah. Uh, the next Genesis game is Toe Jam and Earl, which oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing. That's a game that I never played and Since always we started wanted, this podcast. People have told us about that game, and I've always wanted to play it as a kid with a Super Nintendo. There were a few games that I really wanted to play on the Genesis mm-hmm. that I never had access to. Jurassic Park, uh, as you play as a raptor. Mm-hmm. The Sonic, the first three Sonic games, uh, and Toe Jam and Earl. Like those were big, big, big on the list. Yeah, uh, and Streets of Rage as well. Like those were always games where it's like I wanted to play when I'd go over to a friend's house. But I get. From what I understand, Toe Jam and Earl is not the kind of game where you like just play it when you go over to a friend's house. It's more of like a, it could be a very long game, depending on mm. like how things spawn for you. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. So I was there with Shining Force after I played the one for the Genesis. Oh, they have two for Genesis? Oh, shit. Yeah. So yeah. We, have, we have one of those games. Shining on the Force list, 2 is on the list. Yeah. Yep. It is the better one. We need to talk about how we're going to do, I mean, we're totally going to. Do double episodes on we'll RPGs, right? We'll have okay. to do for Fantasy Star 4 and Shining Force 2. What about, uh, what is it, Sword of a Million? That's coming up. Oh, yeah, I've so never heard of that one. We need so. to figure it out. We're going to do we'll that see. one. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> um, hey, 
if you like this podcast, you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. You can write that review. You can buy a t-shirt on Amazon. Yeah, we do have those. You leave us a five-star review on there. We're, we'll read those reviews eventually, sometime yeah, soon. they're really good. I read some of them the other day. They're hilarious. We've sold more than I expected that yeah. we would. So yeah. thank you very much. We had, we had our softball goal of like, I mean, we'll probably sell that many. Right. And now we've exceeded that goal. So Barely. Yeah. We barely exceeded it, but well, we have we exceeded it. it. So thank you very much if you bought a shirt. I know that Ian, uh, Wizen Sage Ian, was wearing his the other day, he told me, and uh, the cashier at the liquor store uh, asked him, is that a podcast? And he's like, yeah, it's a podcast. Uh, some local guys do it. And he said that when he said some lo- that it was a local podcast, he said that she lit up. So... <laughs> Hey, if you're listening to this episode, welcome. Welcome to Tadpog. <laughs> Spread the local word so that we could really get embarrassed when we tell super sexual stories. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've also have been leaving Tadpog cards at Poke Stops. So that's awesome. Hopefully, that's awesome. We'll, hopefully we'll get some listeners <laughs> from that too. Welcome, new listeners. So if on Facebook or Twitter, if you have or a review that we have, Stitcher, wherever you can leave it. If there's a guest host you want from an episode, a game you want us to play, a Patreon request, just get that to us, and we promise we will get to that eventually. eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about getting to the moon, uh, getting an old guy yeah. to the moon in his memories, Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, which, of course, is to the moon. I have started playing it. I know you you had thrown out there as maybe being a Todd Pog. I'm going to try to finish it. Mm-hmm. So far, spoiler, so far I really like it. Mm-hmm. So I do hope to finish it before we talk about it. Uh, in the meantime, you can always find us on tadpog.com. That's where the show notes live. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for sharing us uh, on both of those social media platforms. It's amazing. Uh, we really do appreciate it. It does help spread the word of the show, believe it or not. Uh, if you want to call us, you can uh, at 270-883-2555. We love getting your calls, and we uh, will play them from time to time. If we, if I wasn't in such a fucking rush to get out of here, we'd probably play some now. Sorry, guys. Uh, in the meantime, also, did you enjoy this? <laughs> did you enjoy this? If you did, did you enjoy it enough to give us some money? If you do, you can do that. Uh, you can join uh, the many, the surprisingly many ranks of uh, people and listeners who have already done so mm-hmm. on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash Tadpog. Uh, I would like to take a moment to thank some of our recent donors. Naturally, as always, I want to thank Exalted Lord Mike of Purdue. Uh, who has increased his pledge. Mm-hmm. He's riding that penny train out. Uh, he, thank you very much, Exalted Lord Mike. I would also like to thank Douglas from Better Made, who mm, yeah. is on the two-penny train. <laughs> he has seen what Exalted Lord Mike has done and has decided to double I it. can double that. I love it. So for every episode, Douglas from Better Made has given us two cents. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yeah. It really is. Like, it really is amazing. Like, that is like, that brings me so much joy that, like, that people are doing this. That's really, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much. Um, and that's, let's see, I've also got, I was going to say that's it, but I do have another entry. The Blooded Handy Otaku Jack of Ziggy Moons, Mike H., 
uh, just recently upped his pledge as well. Uh, so thank you very much, Mike H. Uh, also, uh, Mike, I want to let you know that I have been getting your emails. Uh, there just hasn't been a really good uh, point on the show yet to uh, to mention that stuff. So, uh, he, oh, actually, I do want to mention this uh, because he it's specifically about Dune. Uh, Mike sent me an email uh, with some trivia on Dune. Um, he says he only knows this because he loves H.R. Geiger's artwork. That's the, uh, I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. That's like the art design. He's the designer for alien. Uh, like all oh, that okay. very like phallic imagery. Mm-hmm. Like that's Geiger. Um, he was working on Dune designs for a movie back in the early seventies. Uh, with, I don't know this person. Uh, I feel like I should as a human being on planet earth. Uh, Alejandro, uh, Jodorowsky. Does that no ring idea. a bell? No idea. Uh, it doesn't mean anything for me either. I'll have it in the show notes so we can all learn together. Uh, it would have been an epic movie, he says. So epic, they made a documentary about the movie that was never made. Uh, and he supplied a Wikipedia link to the, to the Dune Never movie. I'll have a link to that in the mm. show notes as well if anyone wants to check it out. Uh, there's also, he also gave us a trailer showing um, the uh, Geiger artwork as well. Uh, and that's a YouTube link. I'll have that in as well. Um, so thank you very much, Mike H., for the increased pledge and for the information on Dune. Yes, thank you. Uh, he also asks, like many others have, uh, Ryan, I know that you have, asked if we're going to talk about any of the original Pokemon games. I would like to do that. Yeah, I would too. I would like to do that eventually. <laughs> Yeah, sooner the better, honestly, because I'm I'm excited because of Pokemon Go. I'm yeah. excited about playing them. I know Ryan will want to be on that, and I'm sure Josh will want to be on that. And I want to so. strike while the iron is hot. And by that, I don't mean the popularity of Pokemon. I mean like it in my heart, mm-hmm. how I feel about Pokemon right now. Like now is the perfect <laughs> time for me to play one of the original games. Yeah, are they long? Uh, it depends. Like they on, can be. Yeah, you can also. I mean, you get a, the Pokemon, do some minimal grinding. Focus on the gym leader's weaknesses and things like that, and you could probably you can probably get through it pretty quickly. Is that do you feel is that worth splitting it into two, Pokemon? Um, what's the original? Red, red and blue. Blue. Okay. Is it red and blue, and then yellow came out a little bit after that. I mean, if we split into two episodes, do an episode about red and an episode about blue. Are they that different? No, I mean they're the only difference is the Pokemon that are available. I got you. The starting Pokemon, that, or just in general? In general, there are oh, like 10 Pokemon that are only in red and like 10 Pokemon that are only in blue. Well, I feel and like... you have to trade back and forth if you want to get them all. I got you. Based on the questions that I just asked, I feel like it'd be tough to, to split them up like that. Because I'm not going to know... Like, I'm going to be asking questions like, well, which ones can you get in blue when we're talking about red? Yeah. Because uh, we could do Pokemon Generation 1 episodes... Okay. Too. Well, I'm interested in doing that. That's yeah. that's the point. I am, I am interested in doing that. I we do hear you, listeners, asking us to do it, and I'm totally in. It's just a matter of figuring out how we're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, because Ryan Walters bought those games for us. So. I know, and thank you very much, <laughs> mm-hmm. Ryan. Uh, we also need to eventually get to Inside uh, because yep. those were gifted to us as well. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. Now you know why I don't. This is just on top of another thing. Like while I'm doing yard work, I could be playing games for the show. <laughs> sure. Just another reason to hate yard work. Uh, I know we've got packages en route, but if you want to also join us and help us, the intro story load, 
Uh, please send anything to Tadbug Studios, Care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky 42002. They have an Instagram. That's been, I've been riding the Pokemon train on the Instagram. That's at Tadpog underscore podcast. It's been pictures of like me taking over gyms. Nice. So. I took over one for the first time yeah. uh, yesterday. It was at the Baptist church next to the mall. Uh, okay. Um, and it was so like low level. And I knew today, because this is Sunday, by the way, guys, we're recording on Sunday. Um, I knew, I was like, well, Sunday's a church day. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have this gym long. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no way. Like, maybe if I had captured the gym on a Thursday, maybe I could have kept it long enough to get that the bonus again. A tip on our our Pokemon Go was to take a gym at night on a school night. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes. all the kids are in sleep, you'll keep it longer. I love it. All right. Sorry for all the Pokemon Go talk people who <laughs> hate Pokemon Go. Well, our theme song is moves by Sigmore Drive. Link to that track down in the show notes at tadbog.com. Yep. How you want to close this one out, Dave? Um... Quickly, yeah. Quick. Uh, how about like House of uh, Harkonnen? Okay, Harkonnen. So until next time. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Blatantly evil. <laughs>